Bethany Frankel is the best housewife of all the housewives from the Bravo Network's Real Housewives franchise, and I will not be convinced otherwise. The Real Housewives of New York breakaway star is a smart, quick-witted, astute businesswoman who is fantastically organized and also a great mother. I love her so much that I've already decided she will be the only real housewife invited to any of the future milestones of my life. I'm going to send her an invite to my wedding, to my future child's christening, and, as I've informed my father, should I someday pass, she's to deliver the eulogy. I can hear some of you rolling your eyes through my headset right now, but did you know that it's because of Bethany Frankel that I even know anything about horse racing? That's right, folks. Now, even though they were estranged, and from what the show details, Robert wasn't a great father, he was an American thoroughbred racehorse trainer, whom ESPN called one of the most successful and respected trainers in the history of thoroughbred racing. On the show, Bethany talks all about what it's like to grow up on the racetrack and hang out with jockeys and bet tons of money. So there, to all you haters out there who are like, oh, The Real Housewives isn't a good show, put that in your cap and smoke it. Is that how that phrase goes? If Bethany Frankel from The Real Housewives of New York taught you everything you know about horse racing, then you're in good company because you're listening to Unsportsy, a podcast that helps normal everyday people like you and me make sense of this very nonsensical thing we call sports. Put on your big brimmed hats, grab your mint juleps, and empty out your bank accounts. This week, we're talking the sport of short men, oddly named horses, and losing lots of money, horse racing. Welcome back to the podcast beer pong table, fellas. It's a big week this week. We're talking about a sport that I'm not sure before this episode any of us had ever known anything about before. Did us, any of us know? I maybe saw part of Seabiscuit. Maybe. <laughs> I think it was a part of it, too. Or like the trailer to Seabiscuit back when like Titanic was out. I think those were around the same time. Something like that. I, I had a friend that went. Well, actually, I don't want to tell this story. I saw Sorry. Black Beauty. Is Black that Be- it? Uh, it's a horse. Okay. Does Black Beauty race? I don't think so. I think <laughs> I think Black Beauty is just just a fun story about a horse. Can we get a? Oh. We're gonna need a wiki gym on that <laughs> right out of the gate. Let's just yeah, let's note. just call it quits for tonight. Um. Well, so let's introduce ourselves. I'm Kelly. To her right is Jesse. To his straight across is Joe. And to his right is Wiki Jim. That's going to be really confusing for the non-visual and auditory listeners. Um, All right, folks. Yeah, this week we are talking about horse racing because a big event just happened this weekend. Am I right or am I right? Kentucky Doiby. It was the Derbies. It was the the time. The Dirty Derby. The Dirty Derbies. uh, Everybody was out in full force uh, wearing their fancy hats and their finest seersucker suits. Sipping on mint and juleps and twirling their monocles. <laughs> I, uh, so, well, at the end of this episode, I'm going to read a little description that someone that I know through someone else who is a big derby lover wrote for me oh. 
to give us like a little like seat inside what it feels like to be at an actual derby at the actual Kentucky Derby. Um, But I will start off this episode telling you guys my overall impression of the Kentucky Derby is that it's NASCAR on horses. How accurate is that? It's it's like if NASCAR was like bite sized, like a fun sized NASCAR with animals and it only lasted two minutes as opposed to four hours of your day, then kind of. Or also if like tiny little men were riding on top of like the hood of a car. Yes, it would make it a little more similar. How would they steer? They would just hope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a game of faith. Um, Okay. That might have been the tagline of Black Beauty. I'm not sure. (laughs) A game of faith. faith. Or running on dreams. One or the other. (laughs) Wow. Joe, you should go into films. All right. Well, so give me some background on where it came from. My guess, my best estimated guess is that there once was a big race between the Native Americans and the, the Native Americans who once inhabited this land and the um, p- pioneers who came in and stole it. And they were set up on this big, long plain and they lined up behind a line. And the Native American chief said, if you can beat us at the other end of this line, all the land that you see is yours. Kind of like the Lion King. And we all lined up and the pioneers had really fast horses but the native americans had faster horses and so we we um president lincoln gave the countdown five four three two one and all the horses took off running as fast as they can and all the generals were riding the horses going and they got to the end of it and the winner of the horse was black hawk down I'm sorry, the winner of the race was Black Hawk Down. And and guess who won? Who won, Kelly? The Native Americans won, and that's why we had the Hundred Year War. How many mint juleps did you down before getting here? That was insanely was that drunk. Uh, yes, actually, it was okay. pretty accurate. Yeah. Pretty close. Okay, uh, before good. we get into this, I'm going to hit one of my first sound cues, because, guys, we're doing sound cues. <laughs> History time. Uh, Okay, so did you use your mouth for that? Did you set up a mic to record the goose that Joe hit while golfing to introduce (laughs) history? How proud of himself he is right now. (laughs) (laughs) That was my childhood trumpet. I still have it around. Wow. Oh, God. I want to preface this by saying Jim was like, hey, guys, sorry, I didn't do any horse racing research this week. I spent all of my time in a dark closet recording intros for our segments. I don't know who is more of a degenerate this weekend, <laughs> Jim for doing that or me of losing my life savings betting on the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> oh, can't wait to hear about that. But I need to jump back to that bugle sound effect. That sounded awfully farty for a bugle. <laughs> yeah. can, we, can we get that fart one more time, please? <laughs> <clears throat> History <Unsportsy>. time. <laughs> Wait, one more time. Sorry, baby. <laughs> <clears throat> History time. Unsportsy is brought to you by Peptol Bismol. <laughs> you know that sinking feeling you have in the middle of the night as your bowels are creeping down towards your toes? 
Pepto-Bismol can help you with that by calming your upset racing stomach. It's called Pepto-Bismol. You said it wrong two different times. Pepto-Bismol? Pepto-Bismol. Pepto-Bismol. Literally, nothing factual has been said. Nothing right. entertaining has been said. I hate everything. Jesse, how does how the history of the horses go? Oh, yes. Yeah. To, continue, to, to continue the tradition Please, of nothing me. factual being said, let me, let me read you these facts I read five minutes ago. History so, of the Kentucky Derby is brought to you by Pepper Bismarck. <laughs> I went to Pepper Bismarck once. Okay. The history of horse racing. So horse racing is like one of the oldest, most ancient sports. So like... Uh, Kelly, like you were saying, uh, with Abraham Lincoln, it goes, it predates Abraham Lincoln. Huh. Um, All right. So, nomadic tribesmen, like, of Central Asia were originally first, were, like, racing their horses when they first domesticated the animal, and that's when, kind of, it started, like, creeping into society and into the world, was, like, in Central Asia, and then it moved, uh, according to Wikipedia, to... Thoroughbred racing, um, which is very popular with the aristocrats at the time and the royalty of British society. And so they used to call horse racing the sport of kings. Oh. oh. So uh, kings played horses. Um, they r- physically raced them themselves? They sure did. With the kings? Yeah. I hope. Why, how did they keep their crown on? That makes no sense. I don't know. Huh. Super okay. cool. Okay. Um, but then in ancient Greece and ancient Rome, there's all these stories about like ancient gods and Nordic gods, like racing each other on horses. Um, but then I kind of crept down further to look at some more history in like the 1600s. And this fact really rung true to me during the 1600s, horse racing was popular in England. As British colonists began arriving in the new world, they brought this sport to America. Initially, the races were simple in nature, involving just two horses and riders racing over long distances. Oh, but these sprint races were outlawed because pedestrians just kept getting run over. So <laughs> I read that and I just like spit out whatever mint julep I was drinking. Um, so, so you're telling me if if I take a tour or a canvas, if you will, of of Europe, uh, and I am looking at like ancient, you know, or not ancient, but like old gravestone cemetery markers, I'm gonna find an inordinate amount that say "cause of death run over by a horse <laughs> race." <laughs> I, I love that. It's like, oh, this is just, yeah. look out. <laughs> Do you like love it? Like put it on your Pinterest board. Love it. Like thing, <laughs> things Jesse just loves. Things Jesse loves. Death pedestrians. by horse. Dying. Horse, Death by hooves. Horse collisions. <laughs> yes. Equine disasters. Yeah, which is kind of uh, topical with the Kentucky Derby. We'll get to that later. True. Um, but legislation that prohibited gambling started in the 1900s. We're skipping ahead a couple centuries. When prohibition on gambling took place. Horse racing was, like, non-existent. Oh. They, they just, like, the, the sport is all about betting and money. Like Wait, that's so, it. I'm sorry. So before the prohibition happened, betting on horses never was a thing anyway? I think it, I think it was. It started oh, to be a thing. Got, like, like I see. Even, like, maybe back like, in the day, yeah. it was like, I'll bet you my arrow that you can't race. Yeah, I was going to say, flop. there's no way people weren't betting on these horses. Oh, no, they they've been okay. betting since the yeah. beginning of time. Anything, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, again, all okay. uh, this is all. Uh, that's literally all I had. So the bugle was was triumphant, and uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so um, these death by horse collisions. Um, can people just not hear the? I think when it's racing, it's like. So they hear that and they're like, "Oh, like Santa," and then it's just they're dead. Wow. Yeah. 
Because you would think that's a giveaway. I mean, Priuses now, you can't hardly hear them on the street because they're so quiet. What's the horsepower of a Prius? 50 billion, I think. I can go pretty fast on Lakeshore with that thing in traffic. Just um, whipping that thing around the whole Foods parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> but but horses, they've got the... They've also got the... Pretty accurate. Um, so you would, how do What do horses say? Yeah, nay, right? Oh, okay. Nay, they say no. Um, but yeah, I think this was like, like, hey, you want to bet? You want to race on this horse? Like, let's go down the street. Yeah. Like, there's a family four. Like, look out. Yeah. Just I hit think, him. Keep going. Yeah, before yeah. they had like tracks. Because I was reading too that like a lot of the horse tracks started actually in Virginia. They were shipping over like horses from uh, from the British were shipping horses to Virginia, where Joe and I are from. And they were just setting up horse tracks and kind of just starting to train the horses. Yeah. Back in like the 1700s. That sounds about right. There's a lot of horse farms to this day in in Virginia. Yeah. So that, I mean, it seems like an appropriate state. It's like all the temperate states seem to have the all the horse farms. Your Virginias, your Kentuckys, um, Tennessee, Carolinas, all, all those areas. That makes sense why it's so popular. Yeah. They love their horses. Um so I'm ready to move on to the next segment, but I'm guessing that there's a sound clip that needs to be played. Where is it played? Where do they even play this game? Oh my god. <laughs> that, <laughs> that sounded like a clown that I just never want to meet. So guys, where where do they play horses? All right. Um <laughs> All right. This is amazing. Where, where Jim is, is beaming played? from ear to shiny He is so ear. happy with himself right now. Uh, yeah. Where Where is this sport played? You guys mentioned the South. Is that like, do they play it in Illinois? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They play it here in uh, Arlington Park uh, race course. Yes. Um, and a couple other tracks, too. So there's there's plenty of tracks. Um, it's really pretty much a pretty widespread internationally. I mean, it's in almost, uh, it's in a lot of the States in the U S and then a lot of countries, uh, it's big, in, it's big in England. It's huge in Europe. Um, yeah, it's also the, where is it played? I guess we could also say like on a track. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. A dirt track. I guess there's different types of tracks too. Are there's there? tracks, dirt Yeah, clay. yeah. There's there's dirt tracks, there's clay tracks, there's uh grass tracks. So sim- uh, similar to tennis, which I guess we haven't covered yet, but um there's all different materials that affect uh the just the different surfaces of of the racetrack. So how does like a well, we'll probably get into this, but how does a trainer prepare their horse for all the different kinds of tracks that the horse might be encountering? I mean, to be, <laughs> we, might need, we might need Wicked Gem in this because uh... I said there was different types of tracks and all I could think in my head was dirt. And then I think I said grass and clay and I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. I made that up. I have no idea. Jim, do a double. There might be asphalt tracks. I'm there's... sure there's dirt and grass. I've seen that with my own eyes. So I know that's true. Because I love that I, I said think... it and then you reiter- you repeated what I said, which I... fortified it. I feel, I, yeah. I feel pretty confident about the clay one. I know dirt and grass. But while Wicked Jim's looking that up, let's go into something I do know, which is kind of this is the where is it played, but all the like the how is it played. And there are a couple there's like five major different types of horse racing. Today, we're going to be covering flat racing. 
So flat racing is when horses gallop directly between two points around a straight oval track. So it's just like, that's just what they called flat, oh. which is what the Kentucky Derby was, the Belmont Stakes, the Preakness. Um, that's flat racing. There's also jump racing. Do you want to take a stab at what jump racing Hurdles. is, Kelly? Basically. It's oh. also known as steeplechasing, or in the UK and Ireland, oh. national hunt racing, where oh. horses race over obstacles. So yeah, you'll see like the little jockeys, like kind of give them a little smack, and they're like, yeehaw, and they like oh. leap over the hurdle. Oh. So that is called jump racing. Gotcha. The next one, harness racing. Any guesses? Uh, the jockey hangs off the harness and they see how far he can drag. <laughs> 100% correct. Uh, next, no, uh, <laughs> harness racing is what horses trot or pace while pulling a driver in a sulky. Jim, what's a sulky? Oh my God. <laughs> A sulky. I think it's usually me at this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. A sad gym. I'm going to guess, actually, a sulky is probably just like a little cart, like a chariot race. I'm, oh, I'm thinking, that right? would make sense. I've seen that before that where you see the, like the horses bag. with the little the little carts with the little uh, jockey in the back down the cart as, yeah. as, as opposed to on the horse's which, back. Yeah, which back to the dun, 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 like bugle of dying goose fart. Um, yeah. The chariot racing is a big part of like the original like flat racing and everything oh. like that with horses. So like the chariots and they'd all gather around in the Coliseum. You know, I think that kind of I guess that tur- turned into a sulky, which is like <laughs> wh- like chariot racing, like chariots of fire. Like there's no sulky of fire. There needs to be a sulky of fire. I, when you as soon as you said sulky, I just imagined like a very sad child that had just spilled all of their ice cream, just being pulled by a rope by a horse. I imagined like the jockey was stuffed in a bag. <laughs> Which they probably could be, and we'll get to that about uh, regulations of jockey sizes, but they could probably fit in a fun size bag. Wait, do you know what a sulky is? So I have a few corrections and things. <laughs> so a sulky, first of all, Kelly's not far from it. It looks like a more like a recumbent bike, like, you know, the guys that suck on like Lakeshore Drive that are, you know, uh. riding their recumbents out on a nice little Sunday stroll uh-huh. when you're trying to run. Um, it looks like that, but like on the back of a horse, and it's hilarious. Look, on the back of a harness horse? racing, it is absurd oh i'm looking at it now it looks like a like corrupt snowplow oh. or something <laughs> oh that's what the amish use okay yeah i guess so right all right and then backtracking a little bit black beauty so black beauty is <laughs> black beauty is actually not about horse racing at all it's actually about the titular horse black beauty going through trials and tribulations of being a horse and i'm sure there's a lot deeper uh meaning to the story nope that's it <laughs> i feel that's it. What it's like to be a horse. And then lastly, uh, the horsepower of a Prius is 121 horsepower. It can get up to only 62 miles an hour on its electric alone, but then the gas kicks in. Then you hear that beautiful gas kick in and you're like, I'm going to go 80 right now. I already heard that beautiful gas kick in with Jim's bugle sound effect, (laughs) so I think I'm I'm good. Oh, no. No, Get that fart out of here. (laughs) This Wiki Jim update was brought to you by Peptar Backpack. Um... The other two, can I go over the yeah, other please. two real quick? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did your soundboard it like fell off into my lap? <laughs> it just, I just got like an electric shock yes. through my ear. Um, the next, there's two more terms: saddle trotting. Huh? What's a saddle trot? Oh, uh, two jockeys hang off the sides of saddles. Hmm, pretty good. Is it? Horses must trot from a starting point to a finishing point under saddle. Okay. So I think they're just saddled up. <laughs> Again, these are facts I'm giving you. With and or without someone on top of them. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> Next up, uh, endurance racing. 
Horses travel across country over extreme distances, generally ranging from 25 to 100 miles. Dang. So that's the endurance. That's like the triathlon for horses. Um, but like I said, we're covering flat racing. Here's today. my question. Bring it on. We have people protesting Kim Kardashian wearing fur, and nobody's out there protesting poor horses being shoved from one part of the continent to the other. No, because these horses are making bank, and they don't care. Where is PETA in all of this? I mean, come on. All right. Okay. They're making cash money on those horses. Where, uh, tell me, fellas, besides the Kentucky Derby, and what's that place called? Uh, Churchill ha- Downs. Churchill Downs. In Kentucky. Where, other, where are other other. Well, the most notable ones are it, the Kentucky Derby is the first race in what's called the Triple Crown, Ooh. which is the penultimate event in horse racing. So the Kentucky Derby is the first jewel of the Triple Crown, followed by the Preakness States Stakes, which is in New York in the second event, and then the third, which is the Belmont Stakes, which is Nashville. Uh, uh, Baltimore. 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 So it goes Kentucky, New York, Baltimore, I believe, if if I have it correct. So that's like the penultimate event. Now, because horse racing is such a cash cow, as, as Jesse's brought up, in terms of betting, um, there's races going around the clock in all different places around the world to keep to keep the betting going and to keep the training going for the for the high end horses that they're hoping to bring wow. into the Triple Crown yeah. one day. And and for like Joe's to Joe's point with the Triple Crown, like those three races, which are like the Super Bowl of horse racing, there there's only been thirteen horses to win all, all three. three of them to win a Triple Crown. So it's only happened thirteen times. Was Seabiscuit one of them? No, but Black Beauty was. Oh, I yeah, think. that makes sense. I think um, I saw that. No, I don't think I don't really even know what Seabiscuit's story was. I just had a friend who was like, yeah, I hooked up in in. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm telling this story. <laughs> oh, well, now we a, need to know. It wasn't even a friend. It was like a classmate. And it was <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I hooked up with my boyfriend in, during Seabiscuit. And I was like, I'm sorry. Please cut this too much. <laughs> but that's all I know about the movie Seabiscuit. Oh, it stands. <laughs> Other than Tobey Maguire, I know that Toby I had Maguire, a friend. Tobey Maguire, wasn't it? Yeah. But we, me and my friends were like, I'm sorry. Like, what was romantic about the movie Seabiscuit that made you, like, get out of your seat and, like, have some, have fun? I don't know. Oh. Uh, I, I hope that became slang in your group of friends afterwards <laughs> of just giving them a Seabiscuit just became... <laughs> yeah, this, this person was in our group of friends in high school, Joe, and I, uh, I don't want to... Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> uh, wait, really quick. What time me. of... Uh, oh, sorry. What time, <laughs> that was a confession. Sorry, Dad. What time of year is this typically happening at? Kentucky Derby? Well, all, well, yeah. I know the Kentucky Derby, I guess, happens in May or April. Yeah, Kentucky Derby just happened this past weekend, so it was this past Saturday. And then uh, Preakness should be in, like, Two weeks? It's coming up soon. Very soon. And then Belmont, like, a couple weeks after that. So the Triple oh. Crown kind of goes, like, boom, boom, boom in the heart of the horse racing wow. season. And the Kentucky Derby is kind of the signal of, like, the launch of the U.S. horse racing season. I see. But no. it's happening elsewhere around the world also. Oh, yeah. Like all, different times. All the time. Yeah. We could bet on a race uh, in Australia right now if we wanted to, actually, on my phone. 
Which, in fact, let's do that. Yes. All right. Do you have a betting time? No. Okay. Well, don't press any buttons. Then. I, I only have one more, and it's for fun facts. <gasps> All right. So just so you I wait. I think there's a fun facts section in order. We're ready to go. So I have no idea where this is, but we're going to bet on a horse race that's going to start in four minutes Okay. in Hoosier Park. So I'm guessing maybe Indiana. But who can say? What is this app really quick? Are we about to lose all of our money? Yeah, how much money is on? (laughs) We're about to lose all of your money, and I've already given out all of your identities, (laughs) so I apologize in advance. There's a couple different types of betting. There's a bet to win, a bet to place, a bet to show, an exacta bet, a trifecta (laughs) bet, a pick three bet, a superfecta bet, a win place show bet, a win place bet, a win show bet, place show bet. So place your bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good night, guys. <laughs> so here's our horse names to choose from. The first horse is Hot Hot Jenna. Then we have uh, Spin With Me, uh, The Fastest Girl Around, uh, Junkyard Treasure, Somebody Pinch Me, Proud Mary, Shaker Ray, and That Cool Toy. Oh, don't forget Winfield Noel the second. <laughs> well, it's that. Winfield Noel II, for sure. What happened to the Winfield Noel the first? Yeah. She's passed. Probably died All right. because they only go for about five years. Yeah. Are we? Do we want to bet that horse to win, place, or show? I thought we said place your money or whatever. Uh, pl- Kings place. your money. Top three. Place. Top place. Okay. Place. Oh, is that what that means? I feel like this race was We're over five talk minutes about, ago. I know. I don't know what's going on anymore. All right, we're betting a dollar on Winfield Noel 2. Oh, shit, I got to sign in. (laughs) Let's go on to how it's played. Okay. They race in an oval. Oh, there's no... Oh, I'm sorry. There's no no soundbite for this? That's interesting. I always wanted to know, um, how's it played? 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 How is it played? I am... I feel so uncomfortable. I am in a horrible nightmare right now. (laughs) Like, this is one of those dreams you have before doing something, and you're like, oh, this is going to go horribly wrong, except I'm wide awake, and it's going horribly wrong. Okay, so so how is it played? So flat racing, like we covered, you just go in an oval for two minutes, basically. It's like the... That's it. The Kentucky Derby is like two minutes max. They call it like the most exciting two minutes in sports, like ah, and wear a fancy hat. And people spend the whole day there. Oh yeah, oh in hats with mint juleps and everything. Like entire weekend, like with a mint julep backpack Why? on with a straw coming from it, and they just because it's a it's an event, it's a gala, it's a show me off. Like the people who are there are just as much like. Are there like pre races before this? I think or? yeah, okay. I think I think there are. Like, it's not like, just like everyone hangs out for eight hours and then the last two minutes of the eight hours they're like, and now we're gonna race. No, but it's kind of. I'm sure there's all kinds of different fun little activities, but yeah, that's oh. basically you go in the circle, you place your bet on the horse, you watch it, you wear a fancy hat, nice. you have a nice drink, and if your horse wins, you win money. Wow. Speaking of placing bets, our bet has been placed. On Winfield Noel the second. Okay. Glad you remembered your password there. <laughs> uh, there's also jockeys uh, in the house it played. I think we should go oh, over that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell me about them. Oh, jockeys are jockey culture is very interesting. So a jockey, the the word jockey 
I was trying to look up where that comes from, and it comes from like Shakespeare or something. Well, like Jock was originally like the word was used like as for boy or something like that. Oh. So it was like boy, and then there was like in 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 Shakespeare's like King Richard the Seventeenth or whatever he calls someone like a young jockey and they're riding a horse. So there was that. Um, Wow. But yeah, so that's kind of where that was like from 1529 when wow. like the jockey term was a, a, like first kind of being used. Shakespeare was a little bit before that. 1529 but. is also my address, but go on. <laughs> it's also the last four digits of Joe's social security <laughs> number. Security. I've been um, hacked. <laughs> but, but then in like the 16th and 17th centuries, the word was applied to horse dealers, um, minstrels, and vagabonds. Like, oh, they're a little jockey. Like, oh. um, and then it was like a cunning term, like a sharp term, a cunning term for like a little witty boy um like a leprechaun so anyway that's kind of what uh, the where the term came from but i was reading about jockey like regulations and this is kind of crazy to me like so these little men who sit on the horse or, or women who who get on the horse they they must be light to ride at the way or they, they get weighed beforehand oh like wrestling a little bit it's like yeah reverse wrestling Whoa. but they're so like small do they have them in like the little like produce like scales <laughs> like you have at the grocery store they just like lift them up they're like Wee! <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically and they just line them up uh like little cucumbers there but the the kentucky derby so the weight limit do you want to guess what the weight limit is for a jockey kelly um, for the maximum or the minimum the 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 the, the max like weight the weight limit okay so the max yeah. can i can I guess? Uh, I'm gonna guess 130. Lower. No. What? I lower. couldn't be a jockey. Lower. TMI. 129. One. No. You're gonna lower. have to put a garbage bag on and get in the weight room <laughs> if you want to <laughs> yeah. be a jockey. You gotta go for a few more runs. So, uh, so the weight limit is it's 126, 126 pounds. That's not healthy for a man, including the jockey's equipment. What? Including it's- the horse? No, the horses are a thousand pounds. Oh. Like so, so no. The the equipment, I guess, in this term is like a colorful shirt. Well, you have like, the goggles and the helmet. That tax on some lbs. Yeah. That's true. Those are heavy and goggles. Boots. And shoes, yeah. With the fur. Yeah. So the so the weight of a jockey usually ranges from one hundred and eight pounds to one hundred and eighteen pounds. But they're also short, right? They are short, but like. I'm not a massive guy, but that's like 60 pounds that's less than true. like what I'm at. What uh, how, What's the average height of a jockey? Do you have that? So they can be whatever height they need. Oh, it they doesn't matter? It can be matter? a seven foot two dude or female, but it they have to just they be have 126 to be with their goggles on. So there is no height limitation. Wow. Um, you don't see a lot of seven foot two jockeys yeah. if you had a seven foot two person that was 120 pounds they would look like that skinny pencil you make with like play-doh when you roll your hands back and oh forth like gosh. way too long until it's just like that long like skinny rod man oh, or just like a yeah like a, a, a giant piece of asparagus cut in half Aww, pretty much that would be cute uh but they typically they typically they average i think for the kentucky derby the average height for a jockey was four foot ten wow um, so wait do the jockeys own the horses no oh but they they are like self-employed people that kind of work their way up no to to, to be the owner they do wear the colors of the owner so so the owner has like a color scheme for their like Company, stable for their, their stable. brand so they are wearing the color but they're self-employed and they really do work their way up so the the apprentice jockey uh-huh. like the minor league jockey they're called bug boys hmm. uh. do you have a bug boy soundbite wiki jim <laughs> i i want to take a moment to jump back for a second because something you said about the silks 
helps me better answer Kelly's question of like what the difference between horse racing and NASCAR is. Mm. I think horse racing is basically of like NASCAR and owning a winery had a baby. Like it's, you have an owner, you have an owner, they run the winery or the Uh horse farm. In this case, they have a brand, they have colors, they dress a certain way, their entourage and spouse dresses a certain way. They have a brand and then the horse is like their vintage. And then the jockey is like the size of a bottle of wine. Yeah, exactly. And then they, you know, go out and they, instead of, you know, they own the winery, they own the wine, the product, the horse, right? So they invest in raising the horse and making sure it's the finest horse it can be at the right age uh-huh. for the race and all of that stuff. And then they go out and hire the jockey the way a, a winery would hire a waiter. The waiter doesn't own the, oh, the wine or anything like that, but you hire the best person to present your but so, product or so race it in this case. who's training the horse then? Is the jockey training the horse? No, there's a trainer separate from from the jockey that's that's training the horse. And the trainer could be vested as either part of the farm and the uh-huh. ownership group where they're either a partner, has a stake, whatever, or... They're in, rented. Or they could be rented. Exactly. Kelly's raising her I hand. I have a question. Okay. Yes. yes. Another one. Um, I watched a Netflix seven days out documentary about, I want to say it was the Kentucky Derby or some kind of horse I race. believe it was. I think I saw the preview for that as well. So aggregate admit, that with my... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to be great at explaining this then. Um, I'll admit that I did not pay attention as I should have, but there was a part in the locker room with the jockeys where a jockey just got done with one race on one horse, came in, took off his shirt, replaced it with a different colored thing, and then went out and raced a different horse. What would be, uh, my assumption would be like, oh, the jockey would have this relationship with this horse. He'd get this horse. They'd go out and race. They'd do a great job, whatever. But it seems like jockeys are interchangeable and it doesn't matter who is riding what horse. The horse is the thing that's going to win or lose. I don't really know that much about it, but my suspicion is... That's a great way to preface this. Go on. That this is wild <laughs> speculation. Here we go. Uh, my my best guess with that is I think some owners care about it more than others. You but know? does it even matter who's riding your horse then? If they can just change willy-nilly. Well, I think it matters significantly because segueing into this, this weekend... Um, the, the whole big controversy, there's a massive controversy around the Kentucky Derby this weekend because originally a horse named Maximum Security won the whole shebang, right? So we're talking tens of millions, uh, not hundreds of millions of dollars changing hands around this horse. And that's big money for the owner, for the jockey, for everyone in the organization. And then everybody from Joe Blow to Corporation X that bet on the horse, right? So you have all of that that happened, all this and this and that. And then they looked at the tape to review it. And the jockey of maximum security, they ruled, interfered (gasps) with another horse disqualifying maximum security, which has never happened in Kentucky Derby history before. And so all of that money was washed away, including all of my money was (laughs) washed away. 
I'm driving a cab now, and that's cool. <laughs> You're gonna win it back tonight with winning Ham Noel the second or whatever. Back to that in a second. <laughs> But ask that owner if the jockey selection matters or not. And I think he's got a real different answer than, you know. But they were saying I I very, very high level interacted with some of the news about the Kentucky Derby this weekend. You're talking to your high level people. I'm talking like someone just was like, hey, they jostled each other. Take that to your podcast. And it seemed like it was just that like an accidental like. Oh, his leg touched the other horse, right? It seemed pretty light to me. And the three hundred dollars I would have There's liked the number. to take home. <laughs> There's the number he didn't want to say. No. You didn't see this, but Joe's eyes got really big and his face got really red just now. All right. So I have a bunch of like little corrections and things I want to run through real quick. Uh, number one, we'll start with jockeys and money. So jockeys uh, have agents actually in order to pick the best possible horse for them. So they're always they're shopping with owners and their agents, like sports agents, are pairing them with horses because they get a percentage of the win of every horse they ride. And that's their whole pay, the majority of their pay. So they want to win that in first place. It's like 10% and then like on down from there pretty significantly of the total purse or whatever that the horse wants. So they can win a ton of money on this massive Kentucky Derby horse. That's why, to your point, one dude at the Derby raced in five races that day leading up to the final race. He was in like the grass race beforehand. Oh, because that's how they, he makes money. So if that horse wins, whatever bettings, though limited compared to the big race, he'd get a cut. He gets of a cut of whatever that is. Okay, and speaking of the different tracks, there is a dirt track, a turf track, and then a synthetic poly track, which is like a man-made turf surface at certain locations. Usually with the dirt and the um, grass track, the grass is on the um, inside of the dirt so they double it up so they can like switch back and forth throughout the day like maybe in indiana yes jumping over to that hey guys big big news right now we won eight dollars what shut up oh shit you can buy pizza next week yeah Yeah. Yeah. or we can put that eight dollars on the next race yeah 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 Wow, I like this game. Oh, let's win your money back, Papa Joe. Here so, we go. Okay, so moving on while Joe r- tries to remember his password again. Um, can you guys tell me what the deal with betting is and how you would... <laughs> I think we just figured it <laughs> no, out. No, okay, so tell me, like... So there, explain what Joe was explaining t- really poorly, which was the different kinds of bets you can make. So, yeah, I think you can bet on, like, who's going to get first place. You okay. can bet on whether or not they're going to be first, second, or third. Oh, okay. I think there's, like, or that's called, I think that's called, like, the show bet or the place bet or something where it's, like, did they show? Did they finish in the top three on the podium? But um, And then there's, uh, Joe, you were just doing this, and you've been to the racetracks before. What are the other types of bets? Man, that's hard. I will I will tell you that I've gone to a couple of these things and they're tricky. I mean, to you see like these 75-year-old wrinkled cats that are just smoking cigs. Cats are there? Yep. Smoking cigarettes. Smoke, smoking cats. And they're they're talking so fast at the betting windows and these ones I haven't even figured out. There are literally hundreds of different bets you can do. Um, you can, And you'll hear these guys and they'll get up to the window and they'll be like, all right, give me a super box trifecta on Crimson uh, Tide coming up to the fifth and the seventh race and then on the 17th pole, give me... And it just goes like that. And you're like, what is happening? 
So I keep it simple, stupid. I know if I bet on a horse to win, what that is. I know if I bet a horse to to show it's going to finish in the top three. If you're listening to this podcast and you're in like, oh, my God, I got a bet situation. Just bet a horse to show. As long as it finishes in first, second or third, you're going to win some money. Wait. Kelly's raising yes. her hand. Here's again. a question. Um, you know how in uh, Sweet Six, no, not what's that? NCAA, that's what it's called. You know how in that bracket thing, it kind of gave you some like probability numbers. Yeah. That could ha- do they have that with horse racing? Yes, they, they actually do. do. And it's time to bet for our next uh, race. So here, here we are. Uh, great timing on that. So uh, this one's going to be at Rosecroft Raceway. And our choices to bet on are High School Shauna at nine to one. Uh, Victoria's Monkey at four to five odds, Gypsy Rose at seven to one odds, Pop Rider at 14 to one odds, A Lady of Sizzling at 12 to one odds, Rowdy Patty at nine to two odds, Maddie Baba at 42 to one odds, or Hillbilly Jet at six to one. I like Maddie Baba. I loved Rowdy Patty. Wait, what is a uh, what does all of those numbers mean though? I like sizzling lady. So basically, the different types of bets you get into affects the total payout. But the most simple way to explain it is that if you bet a dollar on a horse that has nine to one odds, you're gonna win nine dollars. Let's bet all eight. <laughs> On the 42 so we would, one. On we, the 42 so we would one. Win is the 42 72. one a good one or no? Does that mean it's bad? Oh, no, no, no. Let's not do that. that means, Don't do that. Don't do that. Well, that's a good teaching point. The 42. <laughs> From the, the guy who just lost all of his money. <laughs> We're going to get it back, kids. You know, Dan might have come into the podcast a little hot on the microphone. Maybe yeah. a little directive. Yeah. Just to give everyone a visual, Joe hasn't shaved in weeks. His shirt is slowly becoming unbuttoned. <laughs> he has unbuttoned. a hole in his elbow. He's drinking out of a brown paper bag. Like, I, it's not good. I might be giving up an hour of driving cab time right now to sit here and flap my gums on podcast <laughs> hour. But, you know. Are we out of time? No, we got a bet. <laughs> no, we still uh, got time. Pick the best one. Pick the best one. Jim, were you, you, what, were, what were you feeling? Sizzling Lady. Let's do Sizzling Lady. Uh, Sizzling Lady sounds fun. Let's do Sizzling Lady. I like her. Let it ride on Sizzling Lady. I did like All the right. one where Veronica had a lizard or something like that. I forget what that was it was. That was fun. Since we were just talking about horse names, can I do this thing really Please, quick? Please, I'd love you so, to take this any direction. We did this for NASCAR. I want to kind of see, Kelly, uh, if these... So I have a list here of, of real and fake horse names, and I want you to tell me if they are real or fake. These are horses that have not necessarily raced in the Kentucky Derby, but they have raced in a race for money before. Sure. So you could have bet on these. Okay. First horse, Bofa D's Nuts. It's real. Real. That is real. <laughs> 50 Shades of Hay. <laughs> That's a good one. It's real. Real. <laughs> Third one, Horse Ass. I don't get that one. Just Horse Ass. It's just literally Horse Space it's, Ass. It's the tagline for Black Beauty, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's also it's what you fake. get if you go see Seabiscuit with a significant other. <laughs> Jesse's dad. <laughs> We're oh. gonna cut that. Jesse's dad. Uh, it's fake. Horse ass is definitely fake. Yes. <laughs> Flat drunk. True. That is true. Yes. Uh, oh no, it's my mother-in-law. 
Oh, that's a hard one. It's true. That is true. Wow. Whoa. And Charles Wrinklemore. <laughs> Charles, Charles, <laughs> Charles Wrinklemore. Did Joe make that up? Well, <laughs> it's fake. That is fake. Damn it! I thought. <laughs> did, you, did you miss on any of them? No, no she nailed I'm, them. Oh, really? I gotta try a little Here's, the th- Here's what I think it is: is that I I know that I know nothing about this sport. Don't get me wrong, but what I do know is I'm hella good at making up really bad names, and so I feel like I missed an opportunity to have a really great professional life as a horse naming person. See, yeah. Who names these horses? Clearly, it's someone with no... So, racehorse names, they have to be approved by... No. By the breed registry. So, some of these names... But who is giving the okay to, oh, no, it's my mother-in-law? So, well... I mean, how strict are these standards? What's the point of even having a registration board (laughs) if basically you're like, fuck it, do whatever you want? (laughs) I think the line is horse ass. Horse ass. Let me circle back because this was a good question about the, the horse names and it kind of leads into this. But but in the United States, the thoroughbred registry is the, the jockey club and the jockey club. Each name must follow certain rules that the jockey club approves. So there is a maximum number of characters. So when I said, oh, no, it's my mother in law. It's it's written out like all together, like the in law part is like mother, the letter N law. Wow. So it's all it's like, like combined. Twitter. It's like Twitter. Wow. It's like Twitter and a winery and a and a whatever reference this is you make earlier. Smorgasbord. It's it's really insane. And I here's a challenge for the listener, the one listener, Dan Reed. Here is a challenge. Oh, he'll have notes. If you go to Google and do a Google image search on racehorse owners, I challenge you to find one person you do not want to just punch in the face. <laughs> like I did a search of this earlier and I was like every single one of these people, I just can't describe it, but you want to punch them in the face. And I'm not a violent person. I'm in education. I like to treat, teach kids, very you know, kind. keep your He's hands to yourself. Don't do kind. anything. Yeah. I want to pound these men in the face. You know what? We'll post that on our Instagram. A few, just a few images, some screenshots. Some samples. Just, we'll probably get sued, but... We want to hear it from the people. That's you know? I, and I want a celebrity death match yeah. with one of the, and not that I'm a celebrity, and not that any horse owners are celebrity. I just want a death match with one yeah, of these old. That's men. great. I love that. Anyway, um, can we quick touch on just the culture of what it's like to be at the horse races? Because I feel like it is my time to shine. It's a it's a swanky time to get swanky Instagram drunk. Basically, <laughs> it's like you got your mint julep, and like lose you 300 said, three hundred dollars. Yeah, and that's that's on the conservative end. I mean, some people <laughs> lost the farm on Saturday, <laughs> especially with maximum security. Huh. Um, to close us out, Jim, do you have another thing that you need to press really quick? Facts, fun, fun facts. We got the fun, fun facts. We got the fun <laughs> right, facts. I do have. Do you want to hear my two fun facts? Yes, and then I'll Joe... and then I'll read the actual experience of a derby. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, here's my fun facts. So all racehorses celebrate their birthday on the same day, regardless of what date they were born. Each thoroughbred turns a year older on January first in the northern hemisphere, or August first in the southern hemisphere, to ease the grouping of the ages for racing and training. That is messed up. It's messed up and a fun. Fact. Uh, I never had a birthday. 
an average racehorse weighs about a half a ton, thousand pounds, uh, slightly more than a Prius. And a racehorse, uh, actually, you know, that's it because I already covered the racehorse names for the jockey club. So my, that was just more of a fun fact. Well, there had, you go. I had one other one. Uh, all horses are derivative of three horses. All racehorses are derivative of the family lines of three ancient horses. Do we know their names? Oh, they're very fun. It, they are fun, actually. It's the it's well, it's the thorough. There's there a lot of the, fun buildup for these names. <laughs> these better be some goddamn oh, hilarious. They are. Names, well, Jim, there's the thoroughbred is like the main uh, type of of horse, but this is Jim's facts. So it was Darley Arabian was one of them, and then it was the I know I'm probably saying this wrong. I'm going to say it wrong on purpose. It's the Godolphin Arabian, <laughs> and the Burley Turk. Um, and they were named after Thomas Darley, Lord Godolphin, and Captain Robert Byerly. And these are ancient horses, or these are horses from England at some point in the... England. Oh, okay. They were imported bloodline horses. So um, they were stolen. But yeah, we, I think we all just really wanted to say Lord Godolphin. <laughs> Jim, you're on the same page with me on that? I am. Yeah. Okay, Godolphins yeah. go. Uh, yeah. Godolphins. Not entertaining or informative at all. We just wanted to say Godolphin. So on that note, I'll uh, close this out here by reading. I got an email from a listener who had never listened before, but I reached out to her because I heard that she went to the Kentucky Derby on occasion. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. So is she a listener? You reached out to a listener who has never listened She's before. She's never listened before, but I think we'll have a fan based on how thoroughly we covered the Kentucky Derby okay, here. Okay, so she's not a listener. She's not a listener yet, but I'm speaking in the future tense because okay. by the time she might listen to this podcast, she might be a listener. This is the level of... Intensity we give to acquiring each listener. <laughs> we get them and they listen to this and then showcase them on the show. Anyway, so uh, this is from Elizabeth. I'll call her Liz. Um, she is a derby expert. She grew up in Kentucky. She's a big fan of the Kentucky Derby. This is the email that she wrote into us, one of our faithful future listeners. <clears throat> I'm happy to provide some information about the derby. I asked her for information. She said, uh, the Derby is honestly the best time of the year in Louisville. There are actually celebrations starting in the city two weeks prior, and the day before the Derby, all the schools are closed. I have fond memories in grade school and high school of having Friday off and going to Derby parties. What? With all my friends and family. Church Churchill Downs is open the entire week before the Derby, and there are multiple races every day. Thursday has become known by locals as Thurby, and that, not to be confused with Furby, Thurby, and that is when many of the locals go to Churchill Downs to avoid tourists on Friday and Saturday. The Oaks race is on Friday when the fillies, aka the female horses, are raced. Uh, on the day of the actual derby, there are multiple races starting at 11.30 a.m. and ending at 7 p.m., the Derby race, the biggest and most important race of all, starts uh, from 6 to 7 p.m. There are two ways to do the Derby. Wow, she should have done this podcast Literally for Literally everything you're saying is more factual yeah. than anything we have Liz, said you did tonight. a bang-up job on this. Okay. She's not listening. Uh, <laughs> Liz, when someday you listen, um, there's the classy way and the trashy way. I've done both, and both are just as fun. 
Trashy is in the infield. You don't have a seat, but you can bring... So this is like NASCAR. You don't have a seat, but you can bring chairs and food. There are multiple tents for food and drink. The infield gets rowdy. If it's rain, if it's raining, mudslides tend to happen. The infield is where my friends and I all used to go, and you, can, uh, and you always heard of someone you knew getting arrested for some reason or another. The classy way is when you're actually in Churchill Downs and have a seat. I honestly have no idea how much the tickets are. But they can range from hundreds to thousands based on where you are. Millionaire's Row is at the top of the venue with air-conditioned suites, and that's where all the celebrities go. No matter the weather, derby always happens. It can be 50 and raining, 50 and freezing, 90 and steaming, or raining all day long. People will still show up, and the horses still race. That's what makes it so special. You'll see seersucker and Lily Pulitzer dresses. People go out in terms. Of, oh, people go out out in all terms. People go out and oh, people go all out in terms of fashion. Women, of course, wear the big hats and bright dresses. I always got excited when I was younger to look in the paper the next day and see all the beautiful hats and dresses. It's so fun to get glammed up. People still dress up in the infield, just not at the same level. Um, and hold on, mint juleps. She mentions that. Gambling is legal in Kentucky. It's the only time and place when gambling is legal in Kentucky is around the Derby. Uh, and finally, it's really difficult to put into words the magic of the Derby and the feeling you get when you first walk into Churchill Downs the morning of. It's such an exciting atmosphere and smells like fried food and cigars. You would love it, Joe. It sounds silly, <laughs> but I hate the smell of cigarette smoke. But there's a something charming about the smell of cigar smoke at the Derby. My favorite part is right before the Derby race when the horses enter the track and everyone sings My Old Kentucky Home. Kentucky State song. It gives me chills every time. It's a really special moment because they put the lyrics on the screen and the whole crowd sings. After that, the, the horses enter and they're off. It's just the greatest two minutes in sports. Everyone cheering and the atmosphere is so full of excitement and camaraderie. Love, Liz. I added the love part. But... <laughs> I just got an update from uh, the Derby app. <laughs> we have lost all of the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, no pizza next week. <laughs> well, that's about it from us. Tune in next week to hear an episode about something Jesse and Joe are very passionate about. I can't give you any hints, but if you've been listening to any of our episodes, you'll probably be able to guess. Thanks, as always, to my co-hosts, Jesse and Joe, and our senior producer, capable editor, and wiki fiend, Wiki Jim. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Kelly from Unsportsy, signing off. Mm-hmm.